Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. He meant German shepherds, not shepherds who happen to be German. And if uh, you did not want to know that, uh, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler and possibly offensive. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome. And that was probably the best German accent to come out of Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> that's the movie that we're here to talk about this week. Das ist meine Hamburger. Um, so Jojo Rabbit is a movie that we've predicted in the past. We're just diving straight into the show content here. Go for it. With no explanation whatsoever. So Jojo Rabbit is a movie that we predicted in the past almost two years ago now. And we're here back again to revisit it to look at how much we got correct. Yeah, not the first time we've talked Jojo Rabbit. We no. we spoke about it in our 100th episode. But now we're actually back to talk about how well we actually did when we tried yeah. to predict this plot. Did we do well? Did we completely fail? We'll find out this episode. I'm actually not sure how well we did. So I'm actually really keen to find out. So I, I think that this is going to be a really close one because I think we got a fair bit wrong. But I also think we got a fair bit right as well. Listening back to the episode, I think we did a fairly good job, but there was a lot of stuff in there that was a little bit shaky. We didn't talk a lot about the plot. No. Um, no the overall, we, we talked about the, the concept more so than yeah. the plot. So I don't think we got a whole lot right, but I don't know if we got a whole lot wrong either. So yeah, I guess, I'll we'll, guess discuss we'll it. see. I guess we'll see. We'll discuss it as we go throughout the episode. So typically what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming movie, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible of said movie. And then, like today, we go back. We watch the movie and see how well we did. So if you haven't listened to our episode on Jojo Rabbit... You're going to have to. Maybe go back and listen to it. Don't listen to this one if you haven't seen the movie and you haven't listened to that original episode. All of our Stop episodes now. are good, but you probably should listen yeah, to that Yeah, all of our episodes first. are gold. And if you don't want Jojo Rabbit spoiled for you, yeah. recommend watching that first Please as well. Please see the movie. Please see the movie because not only did it make $90.3 million at the box office, which I think is a huge success for a movie of this kind... But it also was nominated for six Academy Awards, winning Best Adapted Screenplay. So it's a critically acclaimed movie. After all this time talking about just shitty movies, it's so refreshing. I've got to say, it's so refreshing to actually talk about a movie that people care about, people like, that is critically acclaimed for a change. It is quite a palate cleanser. Yes, Um, we did say this a couple of weeks ago. And how crazy is it when we spoke about this movie coming out way, way back in 2019... How controversial this movie was, how people were like th- yeah. talking about potentially boycotting it and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And now it's beloved. And I Absolutely. completely forgot about and that. There was controversy. no controversy. There was no actual controversy None. around the movie at None. all. The movie sort of came and it was beloved. No one was offended by it whatsoever. Well, as far as we know, there wasn't like massive outcry. But in the lead up to the movie, when the trailer came out, everyone was just like, oh, I don't know about this. And there was all this sort of like fake perceived controversy around it, probably just for marketing reasons. Maybe. Because we, even Disney put out a statement being like, oh, we're not sure about this one, if you remember but that. But now Disney's like, look at our yeah. Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, is- they've got their arm around Tiger Wattiti <laughs> and they're like, my buddy, look at him with all we, his awards. We supported this movie the entire way through. <laughs> yes. We want more Jojo Rabbits now. We want Jojo Rabbit too. Oh, sorry, can't do that. It's based on a book. And also there's no, there's no other war. When has that stopped Disney before? It's going to be Jojo as an adult in Vietnam. <laughs> I hope so. What, is he going to hate, like, um, communists? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kill a communist for fun. Anyway. His, his imaginary friend is Ho Chi Minh. Yes. So, I just want to point out, I think this is important. This isn't necessarily a review of Jojo Rabbit. We're not going to break down every single plot point in the actual movie. We're just going to relate what actually happened in the movie to what we predicted and how close or how far away we were. So, if you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, we've already said this, but I can't stress it enough. If you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, don't listen to this because we're going to spoil the shit out of it. And I think it is a, a movie worth watching. So That has been your warning. 
Also, if you want to put some of our previous predictions to the test, some movies that we've predicted recently are currently in cinemas. So not only is Godzilla vs. Kong in cinemas, which we're actually going to see. We're going to see that movie like right after this recording. As soon as recording stops, we're running out to watch that movie. But Nobody is also in cinemas, which is another movie that not, I'm really excited to not see. Not actually Nobody, but the film Nobody. Yeah, Nobody. The Bob Odenkirk, John Wick style movie is currently in cinemas. So that's another movie I'm really excited to see. There's actually a whole bunch just about to come out that I'm really excited to see. So it's just going to be non-stop cinema action for me and Matty D. Well, at least me anyway. But let's start talking about what we got right and what we got wrong in Jojo Rabbit. Now, ordinarily, what we do on this show is Matty D and I will go away and we'll come up with our plot separately. But Jojo Rabbit was another example of a time that we actually teamed up. We put our heads together to come up with the plot together. So this isn't necessarily going to be a case of breaking down each other's plots. But instead, we're just going to sort of create a ratio of what we got right versus what we got wrong. Now, Manny D, can you explain what exactly happened with you? You were tasked with doing everything we got right. Yes, that is correct. I was tasked with doing everything that we got and right. And presumably you went away and you now, sort of listened to the episode and you wrote everything down. This this operation, a very sophisticated operation we run here. We're yeah. very professional. We go and do work. Sometimes. We go do a, a, a bunch of notes on what we got right and for me for me what we got right for you what we got yep. we got wrong and we come in and we and we have that there ready to go for the episode however for me this week I did I did all my work I did all my prep I'm sure you did and I put it in my pocket because we're going to the movie straight after this yep. and I caught a public transport right or a train I don't know why I said a public transport <laughs> right. caught it here and as might I was be part of the problem as I was like a block away from your house I reached into my pocket and realized my notes had fallen out of my right. pocket. And I swear to God they were in my pocket because I knew they were there before I left. So I don't have anything at the moment. I'm literally just going this off the top of my head. This never happened before in our show. Never. Never, ever, ever, ever. Will that make it better? Will that make... Uh, well, how good will so my memory be? Our we'll ratio see. is going to be completely off because you're just going to have to guess if we got the, everything right or wrong. You're yep. just going to have to go from memory. So pretty much I forgot my homework today. Yeah. So to me it just sounds just like, I swear I did my homework, but then like the dog ate it. Like... <laughs> But the worst part out of all of this, the worst part for me is there's going to be someone out there who's going to find your notes either like in the street or on a train. Again. It's, it's going to look like the ramblings of a madman. It is sitting on a train somewhere. So someone's going to find this. They're going to be like, well, maybe they'll be, obviously they'll be a fan of potential spoilers. So they'll be like, oh, wow. I, we I just, highly doubt We it. just got a scoop with what they got right in Jojo Rabbit. It's going to be one of our 10 listeners. <laughs> but, it just happens to be on the same train as you. But like, yeah, someone's going to like open that up and be like, what the hell is gonna, he talking about? Someone's just <laughs> Rambled about Jojo Rabbit. It's like they went into an insane asylum bathroom and you've written it in the wall and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. Here I am. I've got so, nothing. I've so brought nothing to the dance, but I'm going caveat. straight for it. What's a little that? caveat. It's, so it's not going to be accurate. So we may have the movie more correct than we think we did. It's all in here. And by the way, people listening at home, I'm pointing to my head. Okay. It's all in here. It's all in He's here. To his I'm for a so confident. So confident that I, I won't forget anything. So what we usually do is we like to get the good news out first before we tackle the bad news. Actually, I don't know if that's true at all. Do we usually do the bad news first before we get the good news? I cannot remember. We've given it such a lead up. I don't know why we wouldn't go with what we got right first because I know it's not going to be that long because Matty D's just going off the top (laughs) of his head. But a couple of things that I just wanted to correct from that original episode, first of all, is first, Taika Waititi isn't directing The Suicide Squad. Believe it or not, the trailer for that movie actually came out today, on the day that we're recording this episode. The trailer's just come out. I've just watched it. Does it look good? I haven't watched it the It actually yet. looks pretty good. It looks a hell of a lot better than that original Suicide Squad movie. Cool. So this, if you didn't know, it's being directed by James Gunn, not Taika Waititi, but Taika Waititi is actually appearing in that movie. 
He wasn't in the trailer, so I'm guessing he has somewhat of a cameo. Oh! And he doesn't have a character listed. So he's acting in that movie, you say? That's correct. As if his acting career had picked up from Jojo Rabbit. Oh, absolutely. And that's almost something we predicted, but... Who was right with that? No, let's be honest. Because I said (laughs) he considers himself an actor first and a director second, so... Yeah, well... (laughs) Here we are. Uh, Taika Waititi is now going to be a professional actor from this moment on and probably he never is. never going to direct anything ever again. No. Never. No, he's like he's still the it director. He's still got a million projects that everyone wants him to work on, so he's still going to be a proclaimed director, especially after this movie. So, yeah, he's going to be directing until the sun explodes way off in the future. Yeah, but another thing I said in that original episode, I gave Rebel Wilson a lot of shit. You did. I made a lot of Rebel Wilson fat jokes unnecessarily so in that episode. You were really, really mean. And by the way, she lost a lot of weight. Not that she had to, Kieran. Not that she had to, but... I felt like she listened to our Jojo Rabbit episode and was just like, hang on a second, what's going on here? And then like... Out of spite, she went out and started... Ex- she was using a wombat to exercise. This is true. I'm not just being a stereotype here. She was actually using a wombat to do squats with. What? Yeah, she picked up a wombat. People were complaining about animal cruelty. In one of her like photo ops when she was exercising, she had a wombat and was doing squats with a wombat. It wouldn't Using the wombat, it as like a, a weight. Aren't wombats like really aggressive? Well, this one wasn't. She's just like, whatever. I'm guessing it was just in captivity. Either that or was terrified it was going to be eaten or something so, like that. So, Rebel Wilson, because you sent me this... Uh, the other day, Rebel Wilson weighs less than you. Apparently so. so. So Rebel Wilson can make fat jokes to you now. Absolutely. So according to you fat piece the of trash, tabloids, according to the tabloids, she's lost thirty kilos in total. Well done, Rebel. Now, when she said she her original goal was to lose fifteen kilos total. By the way, I think it's really unfair. This is why I want to sort of apologize. I think it's really unfair that we target Rebel Wilson for her weight, but then like nobody else. So, but it you also, mean you target yes, Rebel Wilson because right. I wasn't making any comments about it. <laughs> you her laughed. Life. You're a part of the problem. <laughs> You laughed at all my jokes. But yeah, it's kind of unfair that we just sort of attacked her for her weight and her unfunniness. But, you know, now she's just unfunny. But <laughs> I felt really bad, so I just want to sort of recant everything that I said in that previous episode and sort of go back on that. But the, the reason I put a disclaimer on that episode wasn't because of, you know, the whole Nazi angle. It's just because of the Rebel Wilson fat jokes. Right. Because I didn't want to offend anybody up there. But yeah. Comments, Matty D. Uh, all I have to say is good for her. Yes, um, absolutely. I think that's as the main long takeaway. As, she's ha- as long as you're happy. As long as you're happy. Yeah. Weight doesn't matter. Mind you, I haven't seen her in too many movies. We said previously, I don't know which episode, it certainly wasn't the Jojo Rabbit mm-hmm. episode. We've said previously that if she loses the weight, she's not going to get any film roles. I haven't seen her in anything recently, I've got to say. Could have a comeback. I could cast her in something. Yeah, please do. Your Forrest Gump movie. <laughs> I think that's what we did. Anyway, this has been a real like sidetrack here. Ooh, anyway, Jesus. Rebel, fan of the show, I'm sure we apologize to you. Yes. Well done. And not just because you lost weight. We just apologize yeah. for just being so rude in general. And maybe maybe um, go to an accent coach next time yeah. as well. and an acting coach. Because I think I said in that original episode, I said I was completely open to her blowing me away, being impressive in this movie. And I just want to let everybody off the hook and say, no, I was not impressed by her in this movie. I did not like her in this movie. She was her typical unfunny Rebel Wilson self in an otherwise completely fine movie. Do you agree, Buddy D? Look, when I first watched this movie, I didn't really notice notice it at all. When I wow, watched I find it that surprising. the second time, her performance really took me out of the movie. Yes. It kind of felt like she was in a completely different movie. Yes, absolutely. And it was kind of like, 
You know how you like you put carrots or you know broccoli right. into she like doesn't, yeah. a really nice. Oh no, she does now. Sorry. You disguise it in a meal, so you're eating something. You know, yep. felt like that. Like, oh <laughs> yes. Like I have this delicious was- meal, and there's something just disguised in there that's just shit. And it was I'm just like- potholes on the highway to a great movie. <laughs> yes. so occasionally, you'd just be like, doof, doof. oh, there's Rebel. Wilson. <laughs> there's another <laughs> yeah. one. Anyway, anyway, let's get we're into not, what we're not we here got to right. Dis anybody? I think we are, but yeah, let's get into what we got right in the movie. All right, Mister didn't bring his notes. Yeah, well, let's let's go straight into it. And by the way, listening back to this episode, how sick did both of us oh. sound? Now I remember it this pre COVID too. Now to paint an image for what that episode was like, I remember that I had like a blanket over myself. Yes, and we both had these tea. You you made tea yeah, for that's right. both of us, and we're just sitting there, just sipping this tea and letting the vapors go in, just so like we weren't so clogged up yeah oh my god it was terrible and you started getting you you started worse than me like i arrived i was like i think i think i'm on the recovery and you were like i feel really bad by the end of the episode you got way better like you were improving yes you're talking about jojo rabbit just filled me full of energy and made me like uh, a better person and i went downhill like i started off like okay and then i was just like uh, by the end of it I was just like that's what I think about yeah Jojo we got Rabbit. so monotone at one point in the episode we were just like oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so, so yeah we're both the picture um, of perfect health today we're fine today so with that being said let's go into what we got right so first thing I want to start off with is the start that's always a good place to start <laughs> How we said the start of the movie was going to go off memory was that we said that, it, and pretty much you said this actually, yeah. was that it was going to open with a Beatles track. It this was is something be, we knew going into the movie. We kind of played with the idea that it was going to be- It was even be, specifically, I want to hold your hand, like I mm, said. So well, this is something that Taika Waititi said in, in an interview. Yeah, We knew this. And we sort of played with the idea that it was going to be JoJo's fantasy. That wasn't quite the case, but it was yeah. them going into, or him going off to Nazi camp. To what? What is it called? The Hitler Youth. Him, yep. him running off. So we called that the and young vote camp. I think we also said that there would be people, you know, prepping, like putting posters up and things like that. And we all see that at the start of the movie. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. Now I just want to give myself a little credit because I said that we would. Ha- we see- also said that there'd be stock footage yes. of Nazis that's doing right. the like the salute to Hitler, and that was absolutely that's right. Movie. Yeah, and that was in the movie as well. Like there was actual stock footage. It was like um, cult of personality kind of stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, which I loved, by the way. It was it was a really nice touch. But yeah, we we were right there. Give us credit for that. Something you said and I agreed with was that the whole of Germany would be satirical, over the top, yeah, and everyone would be kind of has to be in a comedy movie. Mm. Like the the everybody would kind of be incompetent. Germany itself would be very incompetent. Yeah, which was the case, and it was very much played for laughs for the most part. So we also said at the start of the movie that his mother Rosie will be prepping him for the Hitler Youth camp. Going off now that doesn't really happen. No, that doesn't happen. really happen. He's prepping himself. I think that she is. I think more so that he was being prepped to go to the Hitler Youth camp was the correct aspect, not necessarily the fact that yeah. his mother prepping him. I mean, she is kind of getting him ready to leave the She's house. He's just not there until after the Hitler Youth camp. Yeah, so I, I sort of counted that as kind of right because we didn't get a lot of stuff right. Just oh, FYI. well, I don't know about that. What else did we get right? Um, so, oh yeah, well, let's talk about Rebel Wilson's character, whose name I forgot. <laughs> Again, okay. We said Fraulein Ram. We said her character would be played for laughs, which you know she was. Yeah, hard to do anything I else mean, with a Rebel the, Wilson the, character. <laughs> let's leave her alone. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my foot down with. Oh, now that she's thin, she's a serious actor. She's just going to do dramas now. I'm sure. <sighs> God, Kieran. Anyway, we said that she would look after Captain uh, Sam Rockwell's character. Klinsendorf. Klinsendorf, which I believe she does. That was kind of the dynamic. Kind of. 
Yeah, very kind of. Kind of. She was just sort of like dumb comic relief in the movie. Klenzendorf was way more competent than we thought he'd be. Yeah, we were so wrong with... Yeah, we'll our... get into that when we go into what we got wrong. So we, we kind of said that the first half of this movie will be Jojo Rabbit going into Nazi camp. Yeah, which isn't necessarily correct, but for the sake of our conversation, no. it kind of was. It no. was an important part of the movie. I kind of think we kind of got it right-ish. Like, I gave us kind of half a point. Okay. for that and then gave us another half a point for something we kind of got right as well but the movie starts off with him going to Nazi camp yeah the rest of the movie is him meeting Elsa and discovering her in his house yeah that's right and a lot of long conversations between the two of them as yep. well which so is what the bulk of the movie absolutely so it, we thought there would be more happening in the actual Nazi camp we thought there would yeah. be a whole thing where he uh you know excels yeah he excels which we'll never never really happens also we said that there would be a scene, actually, I give credit to you because you nailed this. You said there would be a scene in which the older German boys would bring a rabbit Jungen. out. The what, sorry? The Hitler Jungen. Yeah. They'd bring a rabbit out and they'd force Jojo to kill it. Jojo doesn't do it. We see this in the movie played exactly exactly how it yep. plays out. That's right. Um, and he runs away crying and it's a very traumatic experience. And then we thought Hitler would then appear, Hitler being the imaginary character yep. played by Taika Waititi, would appear at this stage and be a presence in the movie To our credit, that. he does appear He here, does. Now, but- you said Not for the first time. You said early on in the movie that he would appear right at the start and he'd be prepping Jojo yep, to leave. Nazi camp. And I was like, that won't happen at all. He'll be like... And so I, I steamrailed that. But that it whole... would have been correct if it wasn't for that. But yeah, we'll yeah, get into that later. That whole scene, we were... We were exactly right with how that played out um it was very prominent in the trailer so we had that help but that was the case now he goes back home and he finds in his bedroom why we thought it would be in his bedroom makes no sense (laughs) kind of a stupid place to hide it if you're trying to hide it from jojo anyway yeah he finds a trap door or a hidden hidden door yep a hidden panel Mm. which which he opens up and he discovers elsa is living in his house a jewish girl that his mother is harboring from the nazis so aside from the fact that it was in his bedroom, I think we oh, got every other yeah. aspect of that correct. Every other aspect of that was correct. Because we said that he'd just stumble across a hidden panel in in a wall in his house. Mm. We said his bedroom, but that wasn't correct. But yeah, aside from that, we got yeah. everything else right. Yeah. We said Elsa's going to appear off screen. As yeah, in as be- in she'll, she, we won't see her arrive. No. We won't see her being harbored into the house. We'll, she'll just she'll be, be there. She'll be there. And we don't know how long for, yeah, which is exactly, exactly correct. Correct. Uh, and we said that Hitler's going to be a presence in, in Jojo's life as a voice for his nationalism, which I think is yeah. correct. He symbolizes his blind nationalism, yeah. which is absolutely correct. Yeah, and it, and I guess it's kind of his conscience. So Jojo feels he's, he wants to do the right thing, and there'll be imaginary Hitler there saying, no, you should tell them that there's a Jewish girl living in your, yeah. in your house, you know. And that's the whole movie in a nutshell. That's the there whole movie in a nutshell. So I want to talk a little bit about the Gestapo scene because I think we nailed that as something Pretty we much. got right. Yeah. So the Gestapo. With Captain Dietz, Stephen yeah, Merchant's Stephen character. Merchant. Now we said he would be played for laughs. I found him really creepy and sinister. He was still played for laughs. There was that Heil Hitler scene that went for like five minutes. <laughs> that was where great. Everyone kept coming into the room that everyone had to Heil Hitler. Yeah, that was really other. funny. That was really funny. Um, so And he was very over the top. So yeah, he was creepy. He was menacing, but in very much like a comedic mm-hmm. way though. Mm-hmm. So I guess how we described it in the episode is they'd come in this whole scene would be played for tension as in will they discover Elsa yeah uh, Jojo's going to be oh they took it a step further in the actual movie because Elsa is actually there front and center has to explain herself pretending to be Jojo's yeah. sister and we know full well that Captain Klenzendorf who happens to be in the scene as well we didn't predict that but yeah we know full well that Captain Klenzendorf knows that it's not Jojo's sister yep he reads her papers and sees that she gets all the details wrong 
but then he sort of doesn't say anything. He passes it off anyway. Yeah. Which we'll get into when we talk about stuff we got wrong. It's uh, it, I didn't predict that that particular character would be a well, character this, with a heart. Yeah, at this stage in the movie, we don't know that. We just think that he's holding his cards close to his chest. Yeah, that maybe he doesn't want to get in trouble for, or he doesn't want Jojo to get in trouble. We don't know what his motivations yeah. are. Yeah, exactly. Or if he's going to, you know, sell them out later on yeah, to exactly. get a better yeah. reward. We don't know a lot about this character, what he, what motivates him. Yeah. But yeah, essentially we said the Gestapo would be, would arrive at the house, they would turn the place over. They would be looking everywhere that Elsa wasn't, so it'd be yeah. played for last. But we be said a lot that there'd attention. be a noise in the background, and then Jojo would have to explain it. That's absolutely that correct. Absolutely that happens, happens in the movie. So that we got correct. Again, that appears in the trailer, but I think yeah, we kind of. It, I think we called it pretty well. It's a trope of these kind of movies, so of course it was going to be in there. We said that Jojo will be will have an internal conflict where yep. he doesn't want his mother to get in trouble. So he That's doesn't right. want to tell on the authorities, but he feels like he has to. And he develops a little bit of a crush on Elsa, which yep. absolutely, absolutely happens. Yep. Um, and he doesn't want to get in trouble either. We've covered the start of the movie. We covered the few of the scenes in the middle of the movie. Yep. Then we go, how is it going to end? And we say- overall, there isn't really too much to this movie. Not it's really. It's actually not as complicated as we thought it was going to really, be. It was no. very much a simple movie. It's yeah. mainly just conversations. Yeah, absolutely. So we say, what's going to happen at the end? And we're trying to tie in all the stuff we see in the trailer with Germany, people, people like fighting in the streets. And, Children uh, fighting in the streets. Yeah. And, and you actually put forward the idea that it was going to be the end of, um, end of the war. Yep. US is moving in, which does happen. You know, they take over Germany. Nazis are defeated. All the guys that we see in power are being taken away. Yep. And Jojo has the epiphany that... You he know, did the right thing. He did the right thing. And, By not saying anything. And there's a happy ending. And, and we see the scenes where his friend, whose name I can't remember, but is I really... Is it a happy ending, though? It's mm. kind of a happy ending. Kind of, kind They're of. Free. Oh, I mean, they dance. I mean, there's that uplifting moment where they dance to, you know, Wicked yeah. Heroes. Well, in our plot, we, we were saying it was going to oh, be yeah. a happy ending. That's right. But yeah, we see the scene where his friend, you know... Well, it certainly the... wasn't a, like a dark ending. It, no. It was, yeah. Well, it was an uplifting ending yeah. in, in the, the movie. movie, yeah. In the movie. But yeah, I was just, just going to say the whole bazooka scene and all that sort of happens yeah. around here. With Yorkie. Yeah. Uh, we said that we had a conversation whether imaginary Hitler would just disappear, which is what I thought thought or whether he would be renounced and you kind of put yeah. forward the idea that it would be renounced and that's what happened he tells hitler to fuck off yes and he kicks him in the nuts out the window i believe that was the only cussing in this movie and, that's right and yep. it doesn't can i just go off on a tangent here and just say when you don't swear in a movie and you pick your one spot it means so much more i love that yeah, that's correct. anyway just on a side there i just thought that was awesome watching a 10 year old say fuck off hitler i never thought i'd see yes. in a movie but anyway and kick him out a window so yeah we were right with that uh, a little, f- and then we go in and we sort of broke down the movie again. We said that first half will be a Nazi camp, which it wasn't. Second half is going to be he finds Elsa, he develops a thing for her, and doesn't want to get in trouble. He's conflicted. We said there would be uh, popular songs peppered through the yep. movie covers of popular songs, which would yep. be in German, correct? Uh, which yep. is the cr- which is correct. We said that it would have great cinematography, oh, which boy. is. Obviously subjective, but I think you and I agree that the yeah. cinematography was amazing. And by um, the way, it was mostly green screen. Did you no know that? No way, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was actually filmed in the Czech Republic, not right. Germany. So it was actually filmed in the Czech Republic, So which is why it looks so like old world Germany. Because like Germany was developing the Czech Republic at that time. And it was, it was never like, it never got into conflict in the war. So it was never destroyed right. like Berlin was. So it still retains that old world, world Feeling, War II yeah. charm. 
But the whole city isn't like that. There's still a modern city. So when you see like Jojo Rabbit running around at the start of the movie, he runs around a corner and we see like a couple of houses and we see sort of like Berlin in the background. So that's that all, all green screen. That was all green screen. I never knew that. I didn't. Yeah. That, that's impressive because usually the green screen really stands out. So they actually only filmed outdoors in two locations in the Czech mm. Republic. Yeah. But you would think it's like a whole city. But yeah, it was mainly just faked up with CGI. Wow. Incredible. Is, yeah, makes it even better. I'm, I'm really impressed. Uh, last thing I just want to say is we said, or you said that the movie was going to be an hour 48 minutes, which... No, I said... Also, it was, hour 40. Yeah, hour 40. Which was close enough. But it was hour 48. Probably as um, close as we're going to get to that. Now, off my little head, I think that is everything that we said. If you're listening... Nice rhymes. If you're, if you're listening to the show and I got anything wrong, if, you're if the one I person. forgot anything, if you found my notes, if you have found my notes on a train... You should put your phone number on the bottom of all your notes. Yeah, if found, return to contact this number, return to this address. If you found my notes and I've forgotten anything, let me know. <laughs> Message us on our various forums and let me know if I missed something from my notes. It's out there somewhere, people. Anyway, yeah. that's what we got right. And the total amount there, you're going to be disappointed. Okay. Because I didn't think we did well, uh, but we got 19. I thought we did well enough. 19. 19, yeah. That's not too bad. I've got to say that's not too bad. But having said that, we didn't speak long about the plot. Now, let's... I want to hear what we got wrong. Yeah. I think there's a few things. Yeah, there's a fair few things. But like I said, I think overall we got the vibe of the movie. So quite like you, we didn't have a lot that we got wrong. Just as long, just as we didn't get... What did we talk about? We didn't get that much right. We didn't get that much wrong. We, we must have just been a fluff episode. We spent a lot of time talking about the movie. Yeah, that's Not right. the plot of it. Yeah. And I think everything we talked about, we mainly got right. So yeah. let's break down everything we did get wrong, though. So one of the things I said early on, one of the things I think we said early on... We said that Jojo Rabbit wouldn't have a German accent. Now, in the actual movie, he has a very loose... Yes, he has a German accent. He has a very loose German accent. He's actually trying. Some other characters don't try at all. For example, uh, Yorkie doesn't have a, a German accent at all. He just has his full-on regular British accent. I'm guessing that they just said, if you can't do a German accent, don't bother. Because some characters do have a German accent and others just don't at all. Uh, but yeah, so in the actual movie, Jojo has a very loose... I thought Yorkie had somewhat of a German accent. No, he doesn't at all. If you watch the movie, it's just a full-on British accent. Oh, okay. So we were wrong in that regard. Now, I also said that the movie would be set in the 1930s. We were absolutely wrong. Why did we think the movie would take place over multiple years? That's just silly. Yeah. So it actually took place in 1945. So it was very much at the end of the war. And we saw that Germany was on the back foot. In the actual movie, that is. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe it. <laughs> we thought it was going to take place over like 10 years. Yeah, there was no years. evidence to support that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. That, that I guess we thought decision. it was happening in the middle of the war. But then by the end of our plot, we sort of concluded that the end of the war would happen. So, yeah, we didn't really go back and correct ourselves. Now, we settled on the idea that the movie would open with Jojo fantasizing about himself on the front lines, as we've discussed already, uh, before leading into a montage of German stock footage set to, of course, as we've discussed, the German cover of I Want to Hold Your Hand by the Beatles, with Jojo running off to Nazi camp. Now, we were right in that second half, as I've already said, but the whole idea that he has these fantasies where he sees himself on the front line is completely off. Yeah, he has an active imagination, but I, I think we thought Not in that regard. we would see it more. Yeah. We would see his, like fantasies but you don't other than a sketchbook you don't really see any yeah exactly now we've discussed this already but Matty D convinced me early on in the episode that imaginary Hitler wouldn't be introduced right away in the first scene and would appear later on at Nazi camp now that's completely wrong he was basically introduced immediately in the movie so we were wrong in that Look, regard if they never came out with that second trailer and like explained in the promotional material, our prediction of imaginary Hitler being imaginary yeah. would have been so right. Absolutely. And that would have been Absolutely. awesome. But just the day that we recorded it, 
they came out with that information. Yes. Oh, I think it was the night before, but who cares? Yeah. Again, we've discussed this already, but we thought that the first half of the movie would be at the Jungvok camp, the Nazi camp, when in actuality it was only 16 minutes of the entire hour and 48 minute movie. So very much a minor part of the Which, movie. But all the trailers, all of the trailers, 90% of those trailers was at Nazi camp. Yeah. And it makes sense. Like, what are you going to do in Nazi camp? Like, no one wants to spend time in... Na- like, as an audience, you don't want to spend be- time in Nazi camp. You've seen, like, summer camp movies, haven't you? Yeah, but like the connotation... Meatballs? I don't know why Meatballs was the only one I thought of. <laughs> the connotation is it's a Nazi camp. I, you know... Well, I just thought it would be him developing and, and yeah. growing as a character for most of the movie and then coming back and then being challenged. That character is being challenged, but that doesn't really happen. We didn't think he'd be blown up. No. Dis- kind we'll of get to that in a sec. Taken out of action. We will get to that in a sec. Taken out of action as if he's a military person. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't say he's disabled, but he has like a, a limp through yeah, the first right, bit of the a, movie. A, a disfigured face. A slight disfigurement, yes. which they over-exaggerate through yes. the whole movie. Yes. I think it was a bigger deal in the book, Caging Skies, which this movie was based on if we didn't. So we didn't say, we didn't know that when we originally predicted the movie, which by the way, that book isn't a comedy book at all. It's completely dead serious. So I'm surprised they squeezed so much comedy out of it. Now we said that Captain Klenzendorf, which by the way, we called him Captain Klenzeldorf throughout our entire plot. Oh no. Wow. We said that he would take himself very seriously, but he's actually an idiot. Now in the actual movie, he doesn't really seem to take himself that seriously at all. He seems very down on himself. Like he was just like, I used to be a great fighter, but then, you know, I went to Operation Screw Up, (laughs) which is how I lost my eye. So he's sort of very much like... Comes across as like a drunk, down on his luck. Yeah, absolutely. Given up on life guy. And he tells Jojo, don't be like me. Now... In the actual movie, he's secretly gay, and he actually helps out Jojo throughout the course of the movie. And it gives him a motivator for turning against the Nazis, because obviously yes. him being a gay man would mean he would die. And I think regime. this is important to point out as well, because we actually thought he was going to be the main antagonist of the movie, or one of the main antagonists of the movie, but yes. So he actually turns out to be a, a like a real hero. A hero. A real great character at the end of the day. We don't realise that until right at the end. Absolutely. Discussed. Yeah. Now, we said that Fraulein Rahm, Rebel Wilson's character, is in love with Captain Klenzendorf. That's not correct at all. No. She doesn't even really seem to like him that much. She just always is stuck with him. Like, they get demoted from the Nazi camp after Jojo blows himself up to being, like, in an office or at a swimming pool. Like, looking after, like, kids swimming and they just seem to hate it. <laughs> I think Fraulein Ram really sort of, like, holds that against Captain Klenzendorf. I mean, this could just be my interpretation, but yeah. She's such a nothing character in the movie, Fraulein Ram, so it's not even really worth dwelling on. Yeah, I But wanted... she's certainly not in love with him. No. I was going to say I wanted to like her in this movie, but... Yeah, she makes it so hard <laughs> to like her, that it's is. It's just such a weird character. Yeah, really out of place, as you said. Now, we said that Captain Klenzendorf would boss around Finkel, and Finkel would act as the Schultz character, just to use a Hogan's Hero reference. That's not the case at all. They're actually lovers in the real movie, and it's obvious from the first scene when they're introduced. Mm. But yeah, he's he's definitely not the uh, the dummy no. character. I no. mean, and, and we kind of thought he would be like a sniveling kind of suck-up character. Yeah. And well, yes, kind of uh, a way. In a, in a, yeah. <laughs> in a kissy sort of way. But, yeah. but not really, no. Yeah, so we weren't right in that regard. Now, we th- we specifically thought that Klenzendorf would whack Finkel on the head and call him an idiot. Of course, that doesn't happen. And we said that imaginary Hitler would encourage Jojo to do well at Nazi camp, and Jojo ends up excelling. Oh, boy, is that wrong. He does encourage him. Mm. He does say, come on, be the best boy that you can be. And that leads Jojo to grab up the grenade and essentially blow himself up. But yeah, we weren't right in that the movie would focus on being at Nazi camp and Jojo being a great sort of uh, little Hitler youth, a little uh, Jungvok. Yeah, if anything, he's terrible at it. Yeah, he's terrible. We see him like running with all the other like Jungvok kids and like he gets out of breath, like he's behind. Like even Yorkie is like faster than him in the running races. I do like the bit when they throw the knife, like they're throwing like knives at the tree and it bounces back and goes in that kid's leg. <laughs> 
Now, we actually thought that Jojo would throw a grenade, but in an imaginary sequence. We said, well, will he be on the front lines of World War II with Hitler running into battle throwing a grenade? Now, while he does throw a grenade, it isn't in an imaginary sequence. It's actually in real life, and that's how he ends up leaving. The Hitler portion is imaginary, but yeah. That's right. He does it in real life, leading to him being blown up. Yeah, and presumably disfigured. Now, we said that he would return home from Nazi camp overjoyed and loving Hitler. Oh. No, he actually returns home from Nazi camp in a stretcher. He actually goes to hospital first because he's disfigured. I think he spends a couple of weeks in hospital and he's never the same little boy again. So he isn't really like overjoyed by Nazi camp because I don't think he had like that great of an experience there. No, it was terrible for him. Yes. But yeah, so it was the complete opposite idea of what we thought. Now, we also thought that Jojo will be at Nazi camp for a couple of months, but he's actually only there for less than a weekend. Yeah. That yeah. really bummed me out when I first watched the movie. It was only a few days. Yeah. And then it was... When I first watched the movie, in my head, I was just like, he's going to be there for months. And when the movie starts up with him saying to Yorkie, are you ready for the best weekend ever? I'm like, oh, shit, we're already wrong. <laughs> well, traditionally, and, and maybe I'm wrong, they were longer than a weekend, right? These That's kind of camps. Yeah. But the movie was sort of like parodying weekend sort of camps right. that they have in the US. They took a lot of liberties in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. I guess they kind of had to. For, yeah. the, for the context. But anyway, we said that Elsa is hidden in a secret compartment in Jojo's room. We've discussed this already. It's actually his dead sister's room. And Elsa was Jojo's sister's classmate, which is why she's connected with the family. So yeah, we were wrong in that regard. It wasn't Jojo's room. Again, just to stress, that wouldn't make any sense at all. Can you imagine like how stupid that would be on Rosie's behalf? Jojo's mom, that is. Yeah. Just to be like, oh, Jojo, just could you leave your room for a couple of seconds while I bring Elsa some food? <laughs> I think I said his mum's room earlier in the episode. Yeah, you're right. It was his sister's. That's right. Yeah, it was his it was his sister's room. Now, I don't know why I felt the need to call you out here, but I said that Matty D said that in the trailer, Captain Dietz has an imaginary friend as a child. He did, right? No, he didn't. That was Klenzendorf. Oh, right. So, okay. for some reason in the original episode, we got Captain Dietz and Captain Klenzendorf mixed up. And I think the sole blame lies on your shoulders, Matty D, because I think you did it first and you sent me on a tangent. I went on a whole tangent being like, while Captain Dietz is, like, investigating Jojo's house, he explains that he had an imaginary friend and that, that, like, Jojo revealed to them that he has an imaginary Hitler friend and they're like, oh, that's kind of strange. He was going to get you in trouble. That sort of thing. Right. So, and if it wasn't for you saying the wrong name, that never would have happened. Well, we should have just stuck with Steve Merchant and Sam Rockwell and then I would never have been confused. Yeah, well, yeah, well, exactly. you know, because I remember you saying that in, in, in the episode. I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> What does he mean when when he goes to the house? We said that Jojo will see things in his world that aren't actually real. Now, in the actual movie, Hitler is the only thing that isn't real that Jojo sees. Everything else that's weird and wacky is actually happening in the movie. Yeah. And there isn't anything too outrageous A unicorn head is not real. What? What what are you talking about? When Hitler is eating a unicorn head. Oh, yeah, that's true. But yeah, that's part of his, like, imagination, though. It's part of his Hitler friend imagination. Now, we thought that the movie wouldn't end in a tearful way, but instead triumphant. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We'll talk about it in a sec, but oh, boy. Many tears were had (laughs) in, in my regard. I don't know about you. I can't speak for you, but yeah. I guess we'll get to it in a sec when we talk about what we thought of the movie. I was the guy who cried in the Sonic movie. What do you think? (laughs) Now, we said at the end of the movie, Jojo is free to run happily through a field with Elsa and his mother. (laughs) Oh, boy, Uh we're wrong there. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, boy, just to let everybody off the leash, his mother actually dies about maybe three quarters of the way through the movie. It's a very heartbreaking moment. I hope you've watched the movie before you found that out because I didn't. it came as a surprise to me. We didn't predict that at all. Boy, Uh, were we wrong. You don't see it coming at all and it's really well done and the end of the movie is very much bittersweet because we see that the these two characters Jojo and Elsa are very much devastated they've been devastated by
by the war. They both have nothing. They have no family. They have yeah. nothing but I each mean, other. His dad is presumably coming back for him. No, he's dead. Jojo's didn't, father is didn't dead. Didn't Elsa say her, like his father was somewhere and that he was going to come back? No, he's dead. Oh, okay. He's very much dead. I think Jojo's mum was actually lying to Jojo as well, saying that he was still alive, but he he was in actual fact dead and she was just covering it up. Okay, well, they do really do have nothing then. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think them dancing is just them sort of accepting they have nothing and then just being happy that they're free. You know, I'm, I'm sure they have a, like a happy ending. Someone takes them under their wing. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. They wouldn't leave us like that. Now, I said that Captain Klinsendorf, Finkel and Rahm wouldn't be blown away by US soldiers. Oh boy, was I wrong, because that's exactly what happens in the movie. They all die tragically, with the exception of Fraulein Rahm. She just actually gets, gets blown up. She gets blown up in a comedic way, which was hilarious. Now, we said that they'd be arrested in a humiliating way. Now, mind you, Captain Klinsendorf is arrested, but he is immediately shot afterwards as well. Mm-hmm. And when he does get shot, he sacrifices himself to save Jojo. That's right. Because they're going to kill Jojo. Yeah. The American soldiers are actually planning on killing Jojo. Because he's wearing a uniform. Because he's wearing like his Jungvok jacket. Yeah. Which is crazy. That was, yeah. And so he was... takes off the jacket and be like, oh, there's a Jew here. Get, get this Jew out oh, of here. Okay, well, we won't kill the child then. Yeah. It's like, okay. If he was a German child, they were going to shoot him? That's crazy. Maybe they weren't going to shoot him. Maybe they were just arresting him and- uh, Yeah, who knows? And Sam Rockwell, whatever his character's name is. Cleansing. Uh, I'm not going to say his character because I'll get it wrong, but he, he kind of amped up and got shot because of that. Right. Maybe that's what happened, but- Yeah. Who knows? So, yeah, we were definitely wrong in that regard because, yeah, both Finkel... Yeah, he had a very noble death for a Nazi. Yes, and Ram all all died in their own way. We also said that there weren't going to be any dark moments in the movie, mainly just silliness. Oh, boy, were we wrong. Oh, boy, were there dark moments. Plenty, plenty, plenty. Now, we did say that it would be through a child's eyes, so it would be... You know, there'd be a little bit of rose-colored glasses there. There's a there. scene in the movie where but Jojo tries man. to kill Elsa. Yeah. Comes into the room and tries stabbing her with a knife because and he's so upset. Seeing amputees, people yeah. being hung. Yeah, there's a lot of darkness. Yeah, Sam Rockwell's character being shot, like we just said. Presumably Finkel dying off screen. Yeah, oh boy. And they also suggest that children get killed as well in the movie, like the the other kids that Yorkie was fighting with. They don't. We don't see them at the end of the movie. And again, the, the US soldiers were planning on killing Jojo, so boy... No dark moments in the movie, just silliness. I wish I could go back in time and just slap myself (laughs) for saying something so stupid. Now, that leads us to a total of 21 things that we got wrong. And I proudly proclaimed at the end of the episode, we nailed it. But I think we've proven that we did not nail it. No, we did not. We're actually pretty close. Didn't you say we got 19 19 things right? So we were essentially neck and neck. We're just leaning towards the wrong a little bit. We had the right framework. When you break down what happened in the plot, we kind of got it. Right. I think we got the obvious things right, and then I think we got all the small details wrong. We got characters wrong. Yeah, that's absolutely right. We got characters dead wrong. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the tone of the movie almost completely wrong. I think the ratio is neck and neck really says a lot. Like, half right, half wrong. That's not a great job. But hey, this was a movie I was looking forward to. I think you were looking forward to it as well. And I remember going into this episode being like, I don't really want to guess this movie. I want to be surprised. Yeah. And we were. And I was. So, it was a victory after all. Mm. Now, let's talk about what we thought about the movie. Yes. I know we said it's not a review. Of Jojo Rabbit, no, but, but we can still ha- we can still talk about. We what like we to debrief, it. and it's just yeah. become part of these episodes where we can kind I of. I think it's important. Come together and talk about the movie and the experience of the movie and our thoughts and our thoughts. Yeah, because sometimes I think it's important to weigh our expectations of the movie because this whole show is basically just our expectations. Sometimes we think a movie is going to be great and it absolutely sucks. Sometimes we think a movie is going to suck and it's great. So I think it's important to sort of like weigh our original yeah. expectations against what actually the movie was to us. 
So yeah, thoughts, thoughts on Jojo Rabbit. What can I say? I, I don't mean, think we've hidden this at all. No, I mean, if you listen to our hundredth episode, you know that this was my favorite movie of 2019. I thought it yeah. was the best movie that came out. I, I loved it. And if you listen to our Oscars episode as well, as well as our original movie talk episode, one where we talked about movies that made us laugh and cry, I talked about Jojo Rabbit in all the way back in 2019, just after I'd seen the movie mm. as well. Then, yeah, um, I I love this movie. I thought it was really good. <laughs> What does that mean when last week you said in regards to Sonic? It was like, I love this movie. It was like Charlie's Angels level good. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> no, uh, it, it like look. It was a it was a it was a great movie. I cried a lot in it. Yes. Um. It really got me on an emotional level. Uh, I thought the acting majority of the acting, <laughs> <laughs> not looking at anyone well, in particular. It was really, really good. Like, Elsa was amazing. JoJo was amazing. The kids they got were really good. What about Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson, oh my God, was amazing. Remember how she was up for uh, Best Supporting Actress in the Oscars? And I said, oh, they've got to give it to her because she did the scene where she puts, like, Mm. a beard on half of her face Mm. and pretends to be the mum talking to the father. She was such a good character. That was incredible. Incredible. I love Scarlett Johansson and I love her in a lot of things, but this is probably the best performance I've ever seen her do. Oh, absolutely. I'm with you 100% there. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was really heartbreaking. I thought it was really moving. Yeah. You know, I I like how they... Can you see why I was so annoyed when you said that Charlie's Angels and Sonic the Hedgehog were so, like great movies? Like yeah, well, when you this, compare it to something like this? This is on a different level, obviously. Okay. Um, I really love this movie. It really uh, spoke to me. I like... I you like... said the same thing about Sonic. That's I, why I'm looking at you incredulously. I, I, like, I like movies of, um, you know, heartwarming triumph. And I thought it yeah. did that really well, so... Well, that's not where all the tears came from, but still. Oh, there were a few tears at the end as well. Yes. but And I've got to say, I watched this movie way back in 2019 when it first came out. I went and saw it opening day. I went to the cinemas first thing in the morning. What was it like watching it in the cinemas? Because I watched it in Disney A+. So what was it like watching it in cinemas? Uh, I guess it was kind of a different experience. I mean, I always get more emotional in the cinemas just because it's a more of a, an overwhelming. I'm not with you. Yeah, yeah, it's a more of an overwhelming. Like, where's Maddie D? Sensory experience. You just sort of you know, like you just drop straight into the the movie pool, mm. I suppose, and you're really sort of swimming yeah. in it. Uh, I, I cry in the dumbest movies in the cinemas, and I won't do it at home. But with this movie, yeah, I was I went to an early morning showing on opening day. It was basically me and maybe like two or three other people in the really? cinemas. And they were like on far on the opposite side of the cinema. Was this, what, like, why was this? Around? It was the first thing on a Thursday oh, morning. Oh, okay. So I was like, day. this was before the pandemic. Absolutely, yeah. So this was back in 2019, late 2019. Actually, it might have been early January 2020 now that I think about it. Were there were there people on a date there? Was that why they were so far away? They no. Were, they were hoping to get a few kisses and then they were like, oh my no, God, this movie's way too intense people. for that. They were just oh, old people. Could still have been a date. Yeah, could Could be. still have gotten some kisses. Could, could, could have happened. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, I watched this in the cinemas and yeah, I was sort of not expecting too much from it because I don't really like Taika Waititi movies that much. I mean, I, I like Thor Ragnarok sort of, yeah. But for the most part, I don't really gel with his humor. And for the most part, I didn't laugh at a lot of the jokes in the movie. There were a couple that stood out to me. I, I laughed a lot in it. I thought it yeah. was really funny. It wasn't really my kind of humor. But yeah, man, overall, I've got to say, yeah, this was a fantastic movie. Mm. Watching it a third time recently, I'm kind of getting tired of it because the majority of it is just Jojo and Elsa talking at length. And then obviously Jojo's wrong in his beliefs and Elsa's just sort of like, She's not really trying to guide him out of it. She's, she's like just teasing be- him. She's just teasing him and then Jojo has to work it out on his own. It's not a movie that I'm going to watch again and again and again. But every single time I watched it, I cried. In the scene where the mum turns up dead, she's hung in like the public square and we see her shoes. Me too. 
when I first watched the movie, I'm just gonna say, I'm like, why are they focusing on her shoes? I so thought much? the same thing. I was like, they, they keep such doing a weird these shots with these with her shoes, maybe because they're really distinct. It was a character yeah. thing. And then when we she see she dances her shoes, a lot, maybe yeah. When we see her shoes like hanging from the gallows, there, like oh, every time I watch the movie, I just burst into tears at that yeah, point, and too. that's very rare for me in movies. I don't always me cry too. in movies. Also, when he ties Elsa's shoes at the end, that gets yes. me a lot as well. Yes. Oh man, and yeah, it's when like, they dance at the end, or when um mm. when he lies about you know the war not being over as well that's i did yeah that so was, many tears yeah that, that the ending is really sweet as well my expectations for this movie were kind of high so i wasn't like you i i like taika watiti's stuff and i liked the premise of this movie and i liked the angle and i liked everything i saw in the trailer so and the fact that we didn't predict everything as well oh, i think great. is just a testament to the movie because mm. i think when we're not close but not close in a good way sort of like once upon a time in hollywood i think it's always a treat yeah no, it was it was great. It was one of the best movies I... Well, yeah, best movie I saw in 2019. Yeah. I'm going to say it's one of the best movies I saw in 2019. It's not one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's a fantastic movie. I think everyone should watch it. But yeah, I, it, I think it was really good. But, you know, it's not a movie I'm going to watch all the time. Mm. And I think that's all I really need to say about it. Yeah, but let us know what it's your nice opinions are. It's nice to have positive opinions on a movie for a change. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've, I've been liking some of our movies lately. I mean, for me... <laughs> <laughs> you, you big grump. Even though I still have you like, big, even though I still said like, oh, I'm not going to watch it all the time. Do you ever? Do you have friends that when you like say negative things about a movie, they're just like, you don't like movies. You're always so cynical. Yes. It's like the everyone movie says that sucked. to me. Everyone says that to you. Yes, everyone. Just got to enjoy me. your Sonics. You just got to enjoy gotta, your Charlie's just Angels. Switch your brain off. No, this, I don't go to movies to switch my brain off. Anyway, this was a movie that came around and wowed us both. I think absolutely. And I wish there were more movies coming out like that, but unfortunately. Oh, yes. They're ranked, but let us know what your thoughts were. We don't always cover great movies on this show, but when we do, oh boy, it's always a treat. Yes. I feel like you got to have fun with the movies that you're given, you know what I mean? Yes, like some absolutely. Days, some days you're going to get McDonald's and you just got to enjoy the fact that it's McDonald's, and some days you're going to go to a nice restaurant and get a, you know, six-star meal. Yeah, I guess you got to do that. And this was a six-star meal kind absolutely. of episode. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, I want to hear what people's thoughts are on this movie. Did you love it? Did you cry? When did you cry? please let us know. Send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can hunt us down on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, all those social media places. Or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site, potentialspoilers.podbean.com. And until then, we'll see you next week. From what I understand, it's a modern-day Western. Okay. What the fuck? Shut the fuck up. How rude. We're here recording a, a fucking top-tier podcast at the moment, and there's a jerk-off that's revving his stupid car. Does he know, a does he know that this time frame is reserved for potential spoilers gold? Motherfucker. <laughs>